Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger. Today we're chatting again with my coach, good friend, Ryan Horn. He did a webinar to my audience uh, recently, and this content is so good. I said, Ryan, let's make it a podcast episode. So this is a a large portion of that presentation where he talks about, it's a long title here, how to magnetically attract a flood of your dream clients without constantly chasing after people or hard pitching them. And you can follow the same simple process to take your business to record months in the next six weeks. Now, this is not just for coaches. This is really for anybody in business. You need customers. In this webinar, he bring gives some really good tips. So here's here's the, the three secrets that he goes through on this episode. A secret number one, why 99% of marketing fails and how to make yours succeed. He went over that extensively. Number two, the number one question every business owner must answer to avoid failure. And three, the key identity shift that you must make if you want to be successful. And he says, most people don't realize it until it's too late. This is just really good. Uh, Most webinars, there's a lot of, there's sometimes guys, there's a lot of fluff in webinars because they're trying to sell you into other things. And Ryan's webinar is just chock full of really good, knowledgeable, actionable things that you're going to love. Here is Ryan Horn. Well, guys, this is my buddy, good friend. He's also my coach, Ryan Horn. Now, listen to this What video reminded me that I need to do a testimonial for you as well. Um, we've been working together for a few months now, and uh, there's just a lot of changes. And um, I've actually, I actually lost 10 pounds. I don't know if anybody, my son was walking in here as asking me questions. So I don't know if anybody talked about, you know, those types of goals, but um, that's always been something for me that's been a struggle is my weight and not that I'm like obese or anything, but just, um, I know that's an area that I need to get under control. I have a, I'm four, I'll be 48 in August guys. And I have a six-year-old, so I want to be healthy. And so this guy's helped me, uh, through all of that stuff. Cause he used to be a fitness coach actually as well. But one thing I would just say is just help me focus, help me get clear about my goals, help me get clear about what I need to do. And you do it in such a way, just, you just ask great questions and you're pulling the things out of me um, that helps me then. Okay. Now I know what to do and now I I know what to get to work on. So appreciate you, man. Appreciate you doing this and I'm excited to do it. So let's, let me just share your, you got an awesome bio guys. You need to listen. I'll find while he's talking, I'll find the episode he was on of my podcast because you can hear his story deeper. Uh, It's so cool, but he went from being broke and working 12-hour night shifts at a metal factory while sleeping on his aunt's couch uh, prior to becoming an award-winning entrepreneur and peak performance coach, uh, in-demand speaker, and co-author of a best-selling book and top-rated podcast host. He's got some amazing guests on his podcast. I look at his guests, and I think those are the ones that I just need to reach out and get on mine. But he shared the world stage with world-class leaders like Jack Canfield, James Malinchek, and Nick Unsworth, and he lives in Minnesota. I don't know why. Um uh, because <laughs> we're always talking about the weather, how cold it is up there. And he's uh, married to Brittany, his beautiful wife. So Ryan, thank you for being on with me, man. I appreciate you doing this and I'm eager to learn. Thank you so much for that awesome intro. And hey, right now it's not bad to be living in Minnesota, right? That's Just, right. It's probably beautiful now. We get tricked into why we live in Minnesota. And then all winter long, I'm like, man, should go on vacation somewhere. <laughs> so thank you for that intro, Ryan. Uh, it's been a pleasure knowing you for the last year, maybe a year and a half or so, however yeah. long with each other. And I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on and, and share a little bit with your audience. And I am really excited about this. So we, without further ado, I'm going to jump in. You're going to get to hear a little bit of my story that, that Ryan kind of touched on. Um, but let's go ahead and get started. So today, this is all about... So this is all about how to magnetically attract a flood of your dream clients without constantly chasing after people or hard pitching them, and how you can follow the same simple process to take your business to record months in the next six weeks. And I don't know about you, but I hate 
trying to chase after people, right? It, it's not very fun. You're going to get to hear my story of, uh, I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning, uh, which is why I was making no money. And uh, I'm excited to share that with you guys. So during this training, you're going to discover three main things. Secret number one is why 99% of marketing fails and how to make yours succeed. Secret number two, the number one question every business owner must answer to avoid failure. And secret number three, the key identity shift you must make if you want to be successful. And most people do not realize this until it's too late, until they've already quit their business, moved on to something else or, or whatever, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today, guys. I am super excited for this. I've been working really hard on this presentation and uh, I'm ready to, to bring you guys the goods. So real quick, before we get started, just a, a little bit more background. Ryan alluded to some of this stuff and, and touched on it. but uh, And by the way, I'm not sharing all this stuff to try to be like, hey, look at me, I'm awesome, or to try to impress you. It's just to try to impress upon you the fact that uh, I did not just you know throw this stuff together yesterday. I didn't just learn this stuff yesterday. I've been around for a while. I've been an entrepreneur for the last 12 years. My wife and I, between the two of us, have started five separate businesses. And I have really, really um, sought out to learn from and invest in the best of the best. And so as you can see on this screen here, I'll just quickly kind of go through this. A lot of you guys probably recognize a lot of these people. This is Russell Brunson right here, of course, co-founder of ClickFunnels. Um, and not too long ago, his company was valued at $1.5 billion. Pretty crazy, right? $1.5 billion. And he was considering selling it for that. Uh, but this was an event I was at with Russell. I got to meet him. I've been in some of his highest level coaching programs, learned an absolute ton from him. James Malinchek right here. Um, as Ryan said, I, I've had the opportunity to share the stage with him, which is amazing. But really over the last three years, I've actually gotten to know him as a person, as a friend. I've had him on my podcast, uh, one of the top speaker trainers in the world, one of the top marketers in the world. Uh, Jack Canfield right here um, also had the opportunity to share a stage with him, which is pretty amazing. And if you don't know who Jack Canfield is, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, and he has sold over a billion books, which is mind-blowing to me. like that, that is insane. So he knows a thing or two about, about sales and marketing. Um, Joe Theismann over here, Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback and former quarterback, I should say. He's no longer playing, uh, but amazing guy, amazing speaker, a mastermind that I was a part of. I got the opportunity to meet Joe and then uh, have lunch with him, get to ask him questions, which was really, really amazing. Brian Delaney down here, Tony Robbins called him one of the top uh, marketers in the world. And he certainly is. I've learned a ton from him. I was in a mastermind with him for a while. I uh, also interviewed Brian on my podcast. This guy right here is Zach Benson. I uh, got to hang out, have lunch with him and, and ask him a bunch of questions. So uh, another amazing, incredible guy. And a lot of guys on this screen have actually hired Zach to help them with their marketing and in particular with uh, how to grow their Instagram. So Russell Brunson hired him. Um, Craig Ballantyne, you're going to hear a little bit more about Craig and, and a little bit of the story behind this picture even uh, as I share my backstory. So this was back in, I think, January 2015. So and it, this was in Miami, Florida, which a great time to get away from Minnesota. And um, this was back when I really was just starting to have some success and, and just starting to learn things. So Craig, an incredible marketer, eight-figure entrepreneur, um, learned a ton from him. Nick Unsworth right here has become a friend. I was in his highest level mastermind and amazing guy, another eight-figure entrepreneur. Uh, and then the last one right here. So you get to see my beautiful wife, Brittany, right here in the middle. Um, and then the guy over here on the left, this is Riley Meek. So he is known as the $100 million man. And um, I, I don't know if there's anything to say other than that, um, other than he's an amazing guy. Now, he started, I think, seven or eight different businesses that have all went to either seven or eight figures within the first six months or less. Um, I also got the opportunity to interview Riley on my podcast and just so much wisdom, amazing marketer, but an even better guy. Um, and also, I've had the chance to interview Nick Unsworth on my podcast. So, Really, again, I say all that, I'm not trying to impress and brag to you guys, just to impress upon you that what I'm about to share, you're going to want to pay attention. You're going to want to take notes on it because this is not just some stuff that I read in a book yesterday. I've been living this the last 12 years and I have been really seeking to learn from the best of the best. 
And so here's another picture for you. So I've been to a ton of different conferences. So again, I think I shared uh, that's where I met some of these people, started relationships with some of those people, invested in high-level programs at some of these. This was a very first um, the very first conference actually that I ever went to really personal development wise or business wise, this was Tony Robbins, UPW unleash the power within total game changer for me. And uh, as you, if you look closely at some of these, you see a lot of Tony Robbins conferences. I think I've been to 10 or 12 of them now over the last five, six years, seven years. Um, amazing, but I've been to tons of others as well. Renner Bruchard, you name it. I've probably been to it. Um, and as Ryan mentioned in the intro, so I got an opportunity uh, to co-author a best-selling book along with Nick Unsworth, James Malinchek, some of the guys I was just mentioning, um, and some other entrepreneurs. And so some of the feedback or some of the, let's see, clicker's not working. There we go. So some of the testimonials for that book are from some people you probably have heard of before. So I'm not going to read through all of these, but Kevin Harrington, original shark on the hit TV show Shark Tank, inventor of the infomercial, over $5 billion in sales on TV. So the guy knows it, he knows a thing or two about sales and marketing, right? Ryan Tracy, hopefully you guys have all heard of him, legendary speaker, author, trainer, and consultant, top selling author of 70 books. He's spoken for five million people in the US, Canada, and 73 other countries. That is insane to me. He's been doing it for a while, right? But that is that's pretty crazy. And so, uh, and a couple others here too, Joe Theismann, I showed you a picture of him, uh, former NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback, um, great speaker, great guy. Uh, and then John Asroff. So super, super successful guy, super smart guy, New York Times bestselling author, um, co-author in the hit TV or uh, hit movie, The Secret. So again, guys, not sharing that to brag. I'm not saying, hey, look how awesome I am just saying that you're going to want to pay attention to what I'm going to share here. So secret number one, why 99% of marketing fails and how to make yours succeed. So I'm going to share a little bit of my story and then we're going to dig into um, kind of the nitty gritty of that secret. So my story, as Ryan kind of mentioned, right? I, there was a time where I was sleeping on my aunt's couch. I was broke. Um <clears throat> And for me, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So I born and raised in Minnesota, Northern Minnesota, originally tiny little town. And uh, when I was 11, I literally went door to door around uh, selling these like two year reversible calendars to my neighbors and like went up to the grocery store and the bank. And um, so I've been, I've been in the world of entrepreneurship for a long, long time, right? I had a lawn mowing business, snow shoveling business, all kinds of things growing up. But I went to college because I didn't know what else to do, right? A lot of people do that and had no idea what I wanted to do. Eventually decided, hey, I want to be a strength and conditioning coach out of college. That's my dream job. So I ended up getting a degree in exercise science and I'm on that track. And uh, I think it was the end of my junior year, maybe early senior year, I read this book great book. I highly recommend it. It's called The Education of Millionaires. And this guy went and interviewed a few dozen millionaires and billionaires. And these were all people that either didn't graduate college, they didn't go to college, or some of them didn't even graduate high school. So the whole point of this book was talking about how self-education is the most important type of education. Because formal education, Look, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and bash it right now, but formal education did not teach me how to make money out in the real world, right? It taught me a lot of stuff, but it didn't teach me how to market, didn't teach me how to sell, didn't teach me how to um, actually run a business. And so long story short, that kind of got the wheels turning again for me. And I was like, man, why don't, why don't I just start my own business? I've been entrepreneurial uh, my whole life anyway. And that sounds way better than just you know trying to go get a job out in some other state. It's not going to pay well. Besides, I probably need to get a master's degree if I actually really want to be considered for a job anyway. Really didn't want to go to more school. So my plan was, let me go start a personal training business and it's going to be great. I'll you know make as much money as I want. I'll work whatever hours I want and life will be amazing, right? So how many of you guys know that it didn't turn out quite like that, right? So I moved down to the Twin Cities here in Minnesota, which is still where I live to this day. And I started this personal training business and 
nothing really happened. So about three months in, I uh, I'd contracted with this one gym and they didn't do anything really to help me with marketing. And I didn't know what I was doing with marketing. So because I didn't know how to market, and if I luckily like got somebody that was interested in something, I also didn't know how to sell. So I didn't really make any money. The first three months, I think I made a total of about $200. And that was really hard because I was like, man, I am really good at what I do. Like there are no personal trainers that I have a degree in exercise science. I did an internship with a D1 uh, football program. And man, I had all of this experience. I knew I could help people. And I knew that I was way overqualified compared to most other personal trainers. So I could not understand why people were not just coming to me in in droves, right? And, and being like, Ryan, please train me, please train me. And you know, I'm raising my prices and I'm like uh, having to turn people down because I have so many people coming to me. Instead, it was like crickets. And I literally was like, I literally cold called every single member of the gym. It was like 500 and some people. And out of all of that work, and I I hate cold calling. I don't know anybody that likes it, right? But it was not very fun. I got lots of people that were not happy that I was calling them, mostly just got voicemails and nothing, right? And I followed up with people. Out of all of that work, I got one client, one client, which I'm grateful for that I got one client, but I had one client. So one client was not going to get it done. And so as Ryan said, I was literally sleeping on my aunt's couch. Uh, I was broke. She was living in a 60 plus condo community. So I was not even allowed to be there technically. So I'm literally like sneaking in and out in the morning and the evening, uh, trying not to get caught by these old ladies and get reported, right? So it was an interesting time in my life. And I had all these student loans that were about to come due, ton of student loan debt. And so I had to do something to make money. So I go to this employment agency and they place me at this metal factory. I'm working 12 hour night shifts from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. for $9 an hour. And man, that was humbling from going, all right, I'm going to start this business and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to make a ton of money to working at a metal factory, 12 hour night shift for $9 an hour. And I remember one night I was sitting there in the metal factory, I'm sitting in the break room and I just happened to look up at the clock. And as I did, it was like two o'clock in the morning or something. I realized that it was my 23rd birthday and man, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. Felt like somebody punched me in the gut. Cause I was like, man, what the heck am I doing here? Like, uh, God, I know you have a plan that's greater than this for my life, right? And but just felt like I was uh, just felt like a loser, to be honest. And I don't know if you've ever felt like you're living below your potential, or like you're letting everybody around you down, or just like you were made for more. But that is exactly how I felt, and it didn't feel very good, right? So if I'm honest, I sat there probably for for 15 or so minutes and just felt sorry for myself. But then I made a really, really powerful decision. And that powerful decision was that I don't have to just sit here and, and take it. And if I do that, I'm going to be sitting here again next year on my 24th birthday and maybe beyond, right? So I made a powerful decision that I was going to go out and learn the skills that I knew were missing, which was primarily marketing and sales and whatever else I needed to do to become successful in my business or die trying. And so long story short, I finished out that shift at the metal factory. I went out and doubled down on personal development and found a mentor who helped me start to learn how to market and how to sell. And within about four months, I was making enough money to um, to leave my aunt's place. So no more sneaking in and out, trying, trying not to get caught, um, but still was not was not crushing it. Right. So I learned enough to where I was getting some clients, but it was inconsistent and it wasn't amazing. Right. And so I'm not going to go deep into the rest of this, but uh, basically I stayed there for about the next year and a half. And ultimately what helped me break through to the next level was finally hiring a coach. I'd put that off for so long. I had this free coaching call available to me for like a year. They reached out to me like 20 times. Finally, I was like, okay, let me jump on. Let me do this coaching call. Let me see what this is all about, because I was trying to read more books and uh, do more things like that, trying to learn on my own, but that only took me so far. And so once I hired this coach, and by the way, I was like, I was pretty much broke. I was like, there's no way I can afford this coaching. This is a lot of money. Um, and I didn't have it and they needed it up front. So one thing I will share that if I were you, I would write this down. This is the biggest lesson probably that I've learned over the last 12 years of being an entrepreneur is that it's never about resources. It's always about resourcefulness because I knew that in order for me to go to the next level, I needed to hire this coach. 
I knew it, but I quote unquote, didn't have the money, right? First of all, whatever you tell yourself is what you're going to believe. Um, but what I did was I got resourceful. I hired the coach and I doubled my business within the next 12 months and every single area of my life got better. So long story short, that's how I got into coaching myself, but it also helped me realize that you can have all of the information, but if you're not applying it, it's not going to matter. And if you have the information, but you don't know how to apply it to your specific situation, like reading a book, it's great. You know, you can get lots of great information, right? But you can't ask the book a question. It's not going to give you an answer back, right? So being able to say, hey, here's my situation. Here's what I think I should do, but how do I mold this to my situation? How do I, you know, make this work for me? Right. And a, a big thing that um, Dan Kennedy is, is like the, the godfather of marketing, I would say. Um, a lot of you probably recognize the name. So, a lot of the people that I shared on the previous screen, like Russell Brunson, any top marketer that you can think of, they probably learned from Dan Kennedy. Um, so, he has a phrase that says, um, uh, Your business is not different. Right. Because a lot of times we go, oh, well, you know, this is working for Ryan, but this isn't going to work for me because my business is you know, not the same as his and because blah, 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 blah. Right. Instead, you should be asking yourself, how can I make this work for my business? Um, so wanted to throw that in there as well. But again, marketing for me was absolutely huge. I was I was ready to, to quit throwing the towel on business because it was hard and I was struggling. And it's because I did not understand marketing. And so we're going to talk and dig in a little bit deeper of, you know, why do most people's marketing, why does it fail? Why is it just not very good? Right. And <clears throat> this is certainly what I fell into when I was starting out. And still at times I, I do, and I have uh, in the not too recent past, right? So it's always important to continue sharpening your saw, but Long story short, learning how to market was absolutely key to me uh, hitting all those accolades that Ryan mentioned, right? It's a picture of me here getting an award as an entrepreneur, um, all of the other things I've been able to accomplish. If I didn't learn how to market, never would have happened. I, I would have had to probably have um, just a regular job just to survive. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'd still be at the metal factory. So what if everything you've ever been told about growing a business was wrong? I know for me, it certainly was. When I was starting out, everything that I believed about what you need to do to grow a business and about um, all of those different things, it was wrong. It was, it was dead wrong. And here's the thing. Here's, here's another thing that you may want to write down. Uh, just because the majority of people are doing something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. In fact, most of the time, it's the wrong thing to do. Because if you look at the average person, they're not very successful. They're not making very much money. You know, They're not in very good shape. They don't have very good relationships. So you don't want to be average, right? You don't want to, you know, if you see 80% of people going right, you should probably go left. But here's the thing. So a lot of people, uh, you know, you see commercials and you see big corporations and they're advertising. But big corporations are very, very different and they have very different goals than you as a small business owner, you as a solo entrepreneur. It's very, very different. So big corporations, here's their agenda agenda for advertising and marketing. And this is basically in order, right? Number one is please and appease its board of directors. And most of those people don't know a lot about marketing, but they have a lot of opinions, right? So um, if you're a public company, that's part of the deal. Number two, please and appease its stockholders. Number three, look good and look appropriate as a business to Wall Street, look good and look appropriate to the media, build brand identity, win awards for advertising. So this is, this is really funny. I, I heard a story uh, maybe a year or two ago about uh, an ad. I don't know when this was from us. I think this was a while ago. And I think it was Nissan. Uh, they put out this uh, advertisement that like won them a bunch of advertising awards for like most creative ad or something like that. But the ad totally bombed. It didn't make them money. It lost them a ton of money, right? So it doesn't matter how many awards you win. That doesn't mean you're going to be making money. And then lastly is sell something, right? And the other thing with big corporations is they have tons and tons and tons of money set aside for marketing, right? You as a small business owner or you as a solo entrepreneur, you probably don't have that, right? I certainly didn't. I had no money for advertising when I was getting started. So 
your agenda is sell something and sell it now, right? So two very different agendas. So if you're trying to use the same strategies and tactics that these big corporations are using for yourself, you're going to be in trouble because it's probably not going to work very well. Um, you may build some brand awareness, but brand awareness does not sell, at least not right away, right? So if you're Coca-Cola and you're spending millions and millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads, right? If you go look at those ads, they're not really directly trying to sell something. They're not trying to get somebody to uh, watch the ad and then immediately go to the store and buy a Coke, right? They're trying to build brand awareness. And again, all these other things that I mentioned, right? So for you, if you spent millions of dollars on an ad for the Super Bowl, or let's say even thousands of dollars on a radio ad or, or local TV ad or something like that, you need to sell something and you need to sell it now, or you're about to lose a bunch of money, right? So two very different ways of thinking and two very different ways of marketing. And again, most people, myself included, I was trying to market the way big corporations marketed. That's why it wasn't working. And that's why I was very frustrated. So why most marketing fails? Here's the thing. I already mentioned this. Most people, they try to copy everybody else. They look and say, okay, well, I am, you know, I'm an e-commerce seller. So let me just look and see what every other e-commerce seller, seller is doing. That must be working because everybody else is doing it, right? And it's a bad way of doing it. Or, hey, I'm a coach. Let me look and see what every other coach is doing, right? Again, most people are not successful. Most people are going to go out of business relatively quickly. Most businesses, most businesses do not last. So you should not just be looking around to your left and right and, oh, everybody else is kind of doing this. So let me just try to do my own version of this, right? Again, branding versus direct response. So we're going to be talking a lot about direct response marketing. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You're marketing to get a direct response versus branding is, you know, if again, if you're Coca-Cola, let's just show tons of commercials of, you know, somebody that's happy that's drinking a Coke. So hopefully if we show that to them enough times, they're going to uh, think in their mind when they think about Coke, they're going to be happy. Right. And then eventually sometime they're going to buy some of our product. Right. Very, very different. Uh, trying to speak to everybody instead of a specific person. Right. When you can niche down and you're speaking to a specific person, then it, there, that person is going to feel really heard, right? If you're trying to speak to everybody, you're actually going to be speaking to nobody because you're going to have to speak in such a general terms that it's not going to connect with anybody, right? They don't understand what their customer actually wants. They either assume what they want, or again, they're just copying what everybody else does, which usually does not take into account what the customer actually wants. Like what are the benefits the customer is looking for? What is keeping the customer up at night? Like if you can ask and answer those questions, that's how you can come up with great marketing. Not looking and being like, oh, well, this guy you know, did a billboard that said, I'm awesome. So I should do the same thing, right? Um, talking about features instead of benefits. Features are you know, like the specifications, right? I could say this training is going to be 60 minutes long, right? That's a feature. Nobody really cares about that. You care about the benefit, right? What are the benefits? The benefit is the headline. The benefit is in the three secrets that I said, right? Why most marketing fails and what you can do to make sure yours doesn't, right? The reason that you're on this is because in some of the marketing message that were sent, messages that were sent out to you, something clicked in your brain and you're like, hey, I want that, right? So features, people don't care about. Benefits, people do care about. Using too much techno babble, right? What is techno babble? It's uh, when you're in a particular industry, usually there's uh, specific language that gets used there and maybe acronyms and stuff. Like I was just talking with uh, an, insurance, uh, an insurance agent that I coach um, last week. No, it was a couple of days ago. And he was throwing out all these acronyms and this stuff. And I literally had to ask him like every five seconds, uh, what does that mean? Because I had no idea, right? So if you're marketing and your customer needs to ask you all the time, hey, what does that mean? Or what is that? Or they don't understand, then they're not going to be interested in what you have because they're going to be confused and a confused person never buys. So what to do instead? So number one, you have to identify your target market. Who is your who? Again, if you're trying to speak to everybody, you're going to end up speaking to nobody, right? And <clears throat> you don't want that because there is so much marketing noise out there in the world today, more than ever, especially with online, right? Uh, 
I think I saw a statistic not too long ago that the average person sees, I don't remember the specific number, but it was thousands of marketing messages every single day. So if you're not speaking directly to somebody, you're not going to stand out. You're just going to be more noise in the crowd, right? Um, make an offer, <laughs> missing the R there, but uh, make an offer. Again, if uh, a big corporation, they're not particularly interested in direct response marketing and making an offer right now, right? They're more branding. They have tons of money to spend on it. And But if you're a small business owner, you're a solo entrepreneur, you need to make offers because you need to make money, right? So make sure that all of your marketing has some kind of offer. And that doesn't mean you're offering something for sale, right? The offer could be, hey, jump on this free training, right? Um, the offer in the emails that you were sent was, hey, jump on this free training, right? So <clears throat> an offer does not always have to be for money. Uh, the offer you don't make is the offer they can't take. I love that phrase. I love that quote. It comes from Myron Golden. It's not my own. Um, but man, so if you're not putting out offers in your marketing, then something is wrong. And again, that doesn't mean, hey, try to buy this. You're trying to get somebody to buy something, right? It's just getting them to take the next step. Uh, ask yourself this question, what's in it for them? Because all your customer, your prospect, all they care about is what's in it for me, right? They don't care about all that other stuff. I'm, I'm going to give you an example of marketing from a real estate agent here, uh, the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it here in a minute. And you're going to see very clearly that one person was asking themselves what's in it for them and the other person was not, right? Uh, so make sure your headlines, your communications are benefit rich. Enter the conversation that's already happening in their mind. So this comes down to psychographics. You need to dial in the psychographics, not just the demographics. So most people, if, if you ask them, hey, who's your target person? They'll say, oh, well, it's somebody who's, uh, it's a guy who's 35 to 45 years old. He makes 100K or more and you know he lives in the suburbs, right? That's the demographics. And that's a good start. It's better than having just, hey, I, I help everybody. You know, my product, my service, it can help everybody. So I, you know, I don't, you know, discriminate, right? That's better than nothing. But the psychographics, this is what really separates the people that understand marketing and that make a lot of money versus the people that don't. So psychographics is getting inside of their head. It's asking the questions like, what keeps them up at night? You know, what are their three biggest frustrations, right? Things like that, because when you can answer that, then you can use uh, you can use those answers to power your marketing, and they are going to feel very heard by your marketing. They're going to be like, "Man, this guy gets me. He understands me," because you are literally entering the conversation they're already having with themselves, right? And so, when you can do all those things, you go from the annoying pest, the person who is you know just like, "Hey, buy my thing. Hey, buy my thing. Hey, buy my thing," right? I get tons of DMs. I'm sure you do as well on social media all the time, right? With people just reaching out and saying, hey, I have this amazing thing. You want to buy it? Hey, I have this amazing thing. You want to buy it? Right? It doesn't work very well. So instead of being the annoying pest or the person that's cold calling like I was, uh, you get to be the welcome guest, right? Because <clears throat> when you show up and, and deliver something of value, suddenly you're not a pest. You're a welcome guest because you're helping them, right? And you're helping them with what they actually want, not what you think they want. All right, branding. So I put up Coca-Cola, right? Just some people drinking Coke and the lady is smiling, right? There's no offer there. There's, there's really none of the things that I mentioned, right? Um, and here is direct response marketing versus traditional advertising. This is such a good good example. So the one on the left, your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. There's no picture of the guy. There's no anything, right? But if you're trying to sell your house, man, if I was trying to sell my house and I really wanted to sell it, really needed to sell it, I'd be calling that guy, right? I don't know about you, but um, the reason why is because he is speaking to what the person that's trying to sell their house wants. What do they want? They want it sold and they want it sold guaranteed. So they know that if this guy doesn't sell it for them, then he's going to buy it. So, okay, great. They're going to be off the hook either way. They don't care if he buys it or somebody else buys it, right? So that is fantastic. And that, by the way, comes from uh, Craig Proctor. He was 
Um, and he invented that. You see other real estate agents that use that now, some type of guaranteed offer. Uh, but he's the original one that invented that back in the 1980s. And because of that, literally um, this one thing, we're going to talk about uh, what a USP is here in a minute. But um, because of that one thing, he became the number one REMAX results uh, real estate agent in the world for 22 consecutive years. Right. That is crazy. But guess what? He started out. His story is he started out trying to do things like the guy on the right, just a picture of him with like some phrase about how awesome he is. Right. And he was losing tons of money on advertising. He was about to quit because um, it wasn't working. Right. But this guy, and not to pick on this guy, I have no idea who this guy is. I, I just randomly found this on Google. Um, but you see this a lot. Right. And it's not just real estate agents. You see this all over the place, not just another realtor, a man who cares. Well, how do we know he cares? Unless you personally know him, how do you actually know that he cares? So there could be 50 other real estate agents that have the same thing. How are you going to pick one over the other? Right. This is somebody that does not understand their customer and doesn't understand what their customer wants. Their customer, of course, you want a realtor that cares, but what you really want is to get your home sold. Right. So, this is a great example of traditional advertising versus direct response. And you see it all the time. You know, if you look, uh, really, if you look anywhere, you look at billboards, you look in newspapers, you look in Val packs that you get in the mail, you look online everywhere. The people that do not understand marketing or they're trying to do traditional advertising, like they're trying to advertise like a big brand versus trying to advertise like somebody who needs to sell something now. Um, they'll put things like, Man, since 1953, right? Been in business 50 years or things like this, right? We really care, right? Or like those type of things. And they're probably very genuine. They probably really do care, right? But that's not what their customer cares about. And ultimately, that's all that matters. So if it doesn't work, why do they keep doing it, right? This is because the definition of, it, of insanity is if it doesn't work, why would you keep doing it, Right. Uh, it's doing the same thing that doesn't work over and over again, right? It's like beating your head against a wall, trying to open a door uh, or beating your head against a door, trying to open it, right? I mean, if you beat it against there enough times, you might knock it down, right? But there's a much better way of doing it. So why do they keep doing it? Because everyone else is doing it, right? Because, you know, XYZ person is doing it. You know, this person in my industry is doing it. This person in my industry is doing it, whatever. So it seems like the right thing to do, right? They don't have a better strategy to attract customers, so they'll just do what everybody else is doing, right? Or what they quote unquote think works. Or uh, this is where a lot of, man, uh, a lot of people that have advertising campaigns will come and prey on you if you're this type of person. Hey, you want us to go put out 5,000 know, door hangers for you? Um, if you don't understand marketing and you just put on the door hanger, hey, I'm a great guy, buy, buy, you know, sell your home with me, right? You're going to just have wasted a lot of money. Um, they think, quote unquote, it's the right thing to do, right? Um, and they don't know what else to do, right? They don't know what else to do, but there is something else to do. And that thing is direct response marketing. All right, secret number two, the number one question every business owner must answer to avoid failure. And here's what it is right now. You're definitely gonna wanna write this down, screenshot this, whatever you wanna do. So, Here's the question. Why should I, your prospective customer, choose to do business with you versus any and every other option available to me, including doing nothing at all, right? Including doing absolutely nothing at all. Because a lot of people will do nothing at all, right? But if you don't give them a compelling reason to do business with you specifically instead of your your competitor or instead of somebody else, or instead of just doing nothing at all, then they're not going to do anything at all. Right. And this comes from Dan Kennedy. Again, I mentioned him before legend of marketing. He's like 70 years old. Now he's been in direct response marketing for like 50 years. He's taught the best of the best. Anybody that you could name right now and say, Hey, he's a top marketer. He probably learned from Dan Kennedy. All right. And this question alone, if you come up with a great answer to this, this question alone will transform your business. It will transform your business. All right. So what is a USP? I mentioned that before. Unique selling proposition. And it is the answer to the question that I just gave you. I put it here again. So if you didn't get it all written down, uh, make sure you do that right now. But 
it is so, so, so powerful. And a few examples here, uh, I'm curious to know if anybody uh, recognizes any of these examples and they know where it comes from. I purposely did not put the company on here. So fresh hot pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less guaranteed. Anybody know, uh, if you know what, where that comes from or what business that's from, uh, type it in the chat. I'd, I'd love to see if anybody knows that. Um, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. Domino's, yep. A couple of people got Domino's, yep, for that one. When it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. Anybody know that one? FedEx, yep, FedEx. And last one, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Probably a lot of people know that one, right? That one is Geico, yep, correct. Yeah, so... These are great examples, and this is not common, right? Because these are big businesses, but they have benefit-rich USPs, right? It is it is a good reason to do business with them versus nobody at all, right? Imagine if FedEx just had, you know, been in business fifty years, right? Well, you don't care about that. If if you want to make sure that it gets there overnight, that's what you care about. If they have a guarantee that they're going to get it there overnight, and you need something overnight, you're going to go with FedEx. If you want fresh hot pizza in 30 minutes or less guaranteed, or it's free, then you're going to go with Domino's, right? So it is super, super, super powerful. And the majority of people do not have anything like this in their business. And it's a big reason why they're struggling. So I'm going to tell a quick little story about Domino's. Um, some of you may know a little bit of this. Some of you, some of you may not. It started way back in 1960 in Michigan, two brothers, And uh, eight months in, they were struggling. Things were not really working out that great. So one of the brothers literally traded his half in the stake of the business for a Volkswagen Beetle. And I think it was the the car that they were using to deliver pizzas uh, starting out with. And my guess is he wish... uh, He wishes that he would not have done that, right? Um, And I I don't know exactly how that worked out later on. But uh, as you know, Domino's household brand and uh, made a ton and ton and ton of money since then. But here's what they did to go from struggling to successful. They created that amazing USP that I put on the last page, right? Fresh hot pizza in 30 minutes or less, guaranteed. And they really understood who their customer was. They understood their market. They had a great market to message match because their first location was right on the edge of a college campus, all right? Now, college kids, late at night, they want pizza. What do they care about? They want it fresh. They want it hot and they want it fast, right? That's really all they care about. If you notice in that USB, it says nothing about how high quality it is. It doesn't say, you know, we have the best cheese. It doesn't say, you know, anything about that whatsoever, but they understood who they were selling to. They had a great market to message match. Now they have over 18,800 locations in 85 countries. In 2021, they did $4.3 billion in revenue. So I'm guessing the the brother wishes that he would have uh, not traded his half of the business for the Volkswagen Beetle. Um, But the reason I tell that story is because having a great USP is extremely powerful and it sets you apart. So my question to you is, do you have a USP? Do you have a USP or anything like it or not really? Because if you don't, you need to get one and you need, need to get one ASAP. All right, secret number three, the key identity shift that you must make if you want to be successful. And again, most people do not realize this until it's too late, until they're, you know, they're already out of business, they've already moved on to the next thing, whatever. And this was certainly true with me. I did not understand this for a long time. And here's a great coach quote, Joe Polish, uh, amazing, amazing marketer, extremely successful. And oh, by the way, student of Dan Kennedy's, uh, there is no relationship between being good. And what he's talking about is being good at what you do and getting paid. But there is a huge relationship between being good at marketing and how much you get paid. And I could not agree more because for me, again, going back to my story, I told you guys right out of college, I was way overqualified. I I was more qualified than probably 99.99% of personal trainers ever. I understood things at a much 
deeper level than the majority of, of people in personal training. I could get people results. I did this internship with a division one football program. Like I knew my stuff and I knew that I could help people. And that's why it was so frustrating that they weren't coming to me because I knew I could help them. Right. And I knew that there were other trainers out there. I was, I could look around and see other people that were successful that didn't know half as much as me, but guess what they did know? They did know how to market. And so here's the thing. You can have the best product or the best service in the world and still be broke. You can be a great salesperson and still be broke. Cause if you don't have anybody coming to you, then you have nobody to sell, right? You can be the most positive person around and still be broke. You can be the most motivated person on the planet and still be broke. You can be working way harder than everybody else and still be broke, right? You can provide great value, great service, great expertise, and still be broke. So how do you avoid being broke? You get good at marketing. And I'm not saying, by the way, that you should not be good at what you do. You should be very good at what you do. But if you're not also very good at marketing, you're probably not going to be making very much money. And that's just the bottom line. So here's the thing. Most people start a business because they are good at that particular skill, right? I knew that I was good at getting people results and helping them transform their bodies, right? I knew I was good at that. So naturally, I was like, why don't I start a business, right? Um, But the thing is, I didn't understand marketing. So being good at your skill is not enough. So it doesn't matter if you're the best coach. It doesn't matter if you're the best chiropractor, the best whatever. If you do not understand marketing and you don't understand in particular direct response marketing, because if you try to market the wrong way, like we've already seen, you're going to end up broke um, and very frustrated. So here's the thing. You are not whatever you think you are, right? If you're a coach, you're not a coach. If you're an e-com seller, you're not, a, you're not an e-com seller. If you're a chiropractor, you're not a chiropractor. The identity shift that you have to make is that you need to become a marketer of whatever it is that you do, right? So you have to be a marketer of coaching services. You have to be a marketer of e-com products. You have to be a marketer of chiropractic services, right? So that is the huge identity shift. And that is the thing that so many people, and for me for a long time, I didn't buy into that. I didn't understand that. And I definitely did not put that into practice. And because of that, I was broke for a long time, right? So um, again, I'm not saying do not be a great coach. You should be a great coach or a great, whatever it is that you do, you should be great at it, right? But being great at it, again, that doesn't mean you're going to get paid great. So you need to be great at what you do, but you also need to understand and learn how to do direct response marketing. All right, guys, we've been going for 45 minutes or so now, and uh, you may feel a little bit like this guy, right? <laughs> like trying to drink out of the water hose, like, right? Because I have been throwing a lot of stuff at you real quick, and uh, hopefully you've been learning a lot. Hopefully you've been having some breakthroughs in, in how you're thinking about things and having some aha moments like, oh man, well, this makes sense. I've been struggling because I've been trying to market like a big corporation. Um So I hope that's the case, Uh, but let me ask you guys a question. Would you like to take a look at something very special that I put together for you guys to help you learn how to do direct response marketing and help you implement it in your business right now so you can start having leads come to you instead of you having to reach out, chase after them, do cold calling, whatever, all the things that nobody likes doing, right? So are you ready to grow your business and make more money, right? Hopefully everybody is saying yes to that one, right? I want to grow my business and make more money. So here's what I put together for you guys. Very excited about this. um, And I think you guys are going to love this. So here's the primary thing. It's a five-week marketing plan implementation masterclass. And It's implementation for a reason, because this is not just going to be five weeks of me sitting there and training you and saying, okay, you know, here's exactly what you should do. Here's how to figure out what your USP is. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. There's going to be a component of that, but then we are immediately going to go into implementation. So you are going to leave those calls having figured it out. You're going to leave those calls with a workable USP, with a workable uh, target audience, right? You're not just going to learn and then, all right, here you go, go on your own. Hopefully you can figure it out, right? So it's all about, there's going to be some training each week, but then there's also going to be implementation where you're going to do it live 
together at the same time. Uh, and you're going to be able to ask me questions, get feedback, and uh, it's going to be amazing because again, it doesn't matter how much you know. You probably already know a lot, right? You maybe even already know enough, but are you applying it, right? Are you applying it is the key question. So here's just a quick overview of what's going to be happening on the five weeks. So week number one, we're going to be talking about knowing your customer, right? On a deep level, we mentioned some of this already, digging into uh, not just the demographics, but the psychographics. And I have a whole list of amazing, amazing questions that you are going to want to know the answer to for your particular customer. And when you do, you're going to be able to create amazing marketing that really speaks directly to them instead of just falling on deaf ears because it's very generic. Week number two, we're going to be talking about creating your unique selling proposition, your USP. So we're going to dig into that really deep. And how do you figure out what yours is? Uh, some great questions on that as well. And again, it's going to be implementation. So you're going to be walking away with uh, at least version 1.0 of your USP. Right. Week number three is creating your marketing message. So this is where we start to put a little bit of this stuff together. Um, week number four is power offers. So you guys are going to love this because this is basically how do we take, once you've figured out some of the basic stuff like USP, you understand your customer, uh, those types of things, you can put together something that, uh, that I call power offer. This is basically like a one sentence offer that you can literally go, once you figure this out, you can literally go post this on your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever, and start getting leads and clients from it right away. Um, I just did something like this on my Facebook, maybe, I don't know, three, four months ago, maybe it was longer ago than that. I made a post like this and I don't post on social media very often. So uh, not even very many people saw it, but I think I ended up getting at least two clients from it immediately, right? So once you know how to do that, it is incredibly powerful. Um, week number five is really putting it all together. So you're going to be learning all these different things. And then how do we put it all together in a system that you can go out and start using right now that's going to start bringing clients into you, right? Because it's great to know all the pieces. It's great to have the USP, great to understand your customer. But then how do we actually put that into a system so we can deploy it and go out and starting um, using it? Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.